0: Happy birthday, Missouri! It has now been 200 years since Missouri, the show-me state, joined the union. Those of us who call Missouri our home are blessed to live in such a beautiful state that is rich in resources and history. Missouri has been home to many famous people and many not-so-famous people who have made a substantial impact on the world around them. For several weeks, we'll be sharing some of the stories of these Missouri natives and others who have influenced them in significant ways. God's Word has given us a glimpse of His character through some of the people mentioned in Scripture. Some are well known, other than others are not. However, their lives and stories can influence each of us as we seek to discover our purpose and plan in God's story. Our Show Me God didn't just tell us, but showed us how much He loved us when He sent His Son, Jesus, to earth to suffer and die for our sins, so that through Him we will be forgiven. And through his resurrection, we have the hope of eternal life. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Psalm chapter 25, verse 4.
1: Just south of Cape Girardeau, Missouri, is the small community of Kelso, Missouri. In the 1940s, A struggling farmer from that area named Lambert Drury began supplementing the family's income with plastering jobs. Those were difficult times for farmers and laborers, but family members credit their faith in the Lord as the source of strength to soldier on. When the war ended, the economy finally took off. It was then that the family's plastering business began to flourish. Their plastering jobs soon expanded to include laying ceramic tile, setting marble, and working with structural steel. Eventually, the Drury family started working as subcontractors. Despite their success, their business practices continued to include the values and life lessons they learned on the family farm many years before. Give everyone a square deal, tell them the truth, pray, work hard, and serve with humility. As they carried out those values, they soon found themselves busy constructing everything from service stations to churches and finally hotels. After working on the construction of several hotels, the Drury family decided to build a hotel on their own. In 1962, the family bought into a franchise and built its first hotel, the Holiday Inn in Cape Girardeau. As they moved forward with that business, they learned many things. In 1973, the Drury family built the first Drury Inn about 40 miles south of Cape Girardeau in the town of Sykeston, Missouri. By the 1980s, Drury Inns were being built in a variety of locations in the Midwest. Today, the company has continued to expand to update their existing structures and build more hotels. In addition to constructing new hotels, the Drury family has purchased existing historical buildings for renovation as hotels. As of 2020, the Drury Inn chain operates in more than 150 locations in 25 states and has over 5,000 employees. One of their vision statements includes giving their guests the spirit of great hospitality. They do this as they aim to make sure that every guest receives the very best service for the very best value. For 16 years in a row, Drury Hotels has had the highest overall guest satisfaction in the upper mid-scale hotel segment. Despite the pandemic, guests continue to experience the quality and consistency they rely on from Drury Hotels. If you would bow your heads with me in prayer.
2: Heavenly Father, out of your love for us, you sent your Son even while we were still sinners, and he died for us. We thank you for grace upon grace that you have poured into our lives as you have made us your own, as you made us a part of your family, as you opened your home for an eternity for us. Help us to welcome others and to receive others that you send us in your name. Help us not only to open our hearts, but open our doors so that they might know you and live a life in relationship with you. We ask and we pray it in Jesus' name, and all God's people said, Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. I love stories like that of the Drury family as they recognize their gifts and abilities in the midst of a a difficult time and they rose to the challenge their family faced the hardships and the Lord blessed them. I love stories where because of their hard work hard work of plastering walls that they made ends meet they had the courage to try something new and different to reach out in different ways to people that needed their help and they went from not only the plastering business to other types of construction But their values were always the same. I love the values. I don't know if you caught that. They said, we want to give everyone a square deal, tell the truth, pray, work hard, and serve with humility. It led them not only to build their first hotel, but because also of their gifts of hospitality, as they put those gifts into practice, it changed their family forever. When you think of the word hospitality, what do you think of? Do you think of hotels and motels and cruise lines, big business? Do you think of someone that had you into their home and shared their home and their family and their love with you? Do you think of someone that you would like to have in your home where you can share your love and your hospitality with them? However you think of hospitality, today we are given two different stories of hospitality in our scripture lessons for today. The first lesson is a woman that we find who has that spirit of great hospitality. Her name is Lydia. She's only mentioned twice in the Bible, both in Acts chapter 16, one in the middle of the chapter, one at the end. But her gift of hospitality is a gift from God. It is a gift that God Himself not only has given to her, but God gives this gift to people today as they show hospitality and love to others. And we find out, in fact, that it's the same kind of hospitality that God has has shown to each one of us. Hospitality that welcomes us when we were still His enemy Hospitality in which he reached out to us and forgave our sins and showed us his mercy. Hospitality that brings us into his house, not just this house, but our eternal home. And so the theme for today's message is show me hospitality, meet Lydia. Show me hospitality, meet Lydia. In this lesson, Paul is on his second missionary journey. Paul had had one of those visions from God which, in which someone from the Macedonia area said, you need to come here. And Paul listened to that voice, the direction of God. It was the northern part of Greece, it was the area of Macedonia, and so Paul and his companions end up going to this city of Philippi a Roman colony, a leading city in that district, and he stayed there for several days. As was his custom, Paul would go into the synagogue, but there were no synagogues in Philippi. So he went out the city gates, down by the river where people would probably during the week, they would wash their clothes, they would gather water to drink, but on the Sabbath there were a group of women that went down there to pray. And as Paul went down there, he met with those who were there, and one of the women that he met was Lydia. What else do we know about Lydia? Well, Lydia was from the town of Thyatira, which was in modern-day Turkey, but she also had a home in Philippi. She was there on business. She was a businesswoman. In fact, she would, we would say that she had a high-end product as a dealer of purple cloth and purple dye. It was only the the well-to-do, the royalty, the the upper class that was able to purchase this purple cloth and purple dye. She was a woman with means. And while she was there, again, she invited Paul into her home. We, We also know that this woman was a worshiper of God. Scripture tells us And it was there as she met with other Jewish women outside the city gate down by the river as they were worshiping God, Paul went down and he began to talk with them. He no doubt told them about who Jesus Christ was. That Christ had been born of the Virgin Mary. It was this same Jesus that appeared to him as he was on the road to Damascus. But he told the story about when he was 30 years old and began ministry. And when God baptized him, he spoke from heaven and called him by name. And said, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. He would have told of the acts of Jesus' compassion and love. He would have spoke of the miracles that Jesus performed he would have told of the lives that were changed and about the religious leaders that were suspicious and didn't trust him and eventually put him to death on a cross but even that was a part of God's plan because three days later he rose from the dead he showed himself again and again to people so that he knew he was alive and Paul was one of the recipients of the risen Christ And we're told that as Paul shared that story of Jesus, that the Holy Spirit was at work because at least one woman, Lydia, became a believer. And she opened her house to Paul and his companions. In fact, she persuaded them to stay in her home. Scripture tells us that Paul went down again and again over several weeks to go down outside the city gates down to the river to proclaim this Jesus, who he was and what he had done. But it resulted in not only a heart being opened by Christ, but a home as well that received the servants of God so that they could continue to do their ministry. What a story of hospitality. Heard another story this past week of a pastor by the name of Fred Craddock. He was a pastor and later became a teacher at a seminary where he teached homiletics and preaching. Told a story one time about as he was first out of the ministry, he went to a small town in in the state of Tennessee called Oak Ridge and as he was there it was a town that new people were coming in by leaps and bounds in fact not too far from the church there was a a mobile home that was packed with new people new families families with young children they were coming there and he thought to himself we should reach out to those families and so one of the next meetings that he had with those who were there, he, he brought up the subject about all these new people that were coming in right next to the church and said, we should reach out to them, invite them. What ministry can we do to welcome them? And the chairman of the board said, well, you know, before we go too fast or too far with this, we might want to think about it a little bit. He said, they might not all fit here. They might not all be comfortable in our church. And Fred was a little taken back. He didn't know what they meant. They said, let's let's think about this for a little bit. Let's pray about it and we can can talk about it at our next meeting. And, And so Fred agreed reluctantly and he was thinking about it and praying about it. And every day he saw more families moving into that mobile home park thinking, this is what we've got to do. We've got to reach out to them in some way. And the next meeting they had, Fred brought it up right away he said I continue to see people moving in we need to reach out to them and and quickly someone from this this group said well I make a motion that we only receive people as members if they own property in this county and somebody quickly seconded the motion and and again Fred was shocked he didn't know why they were saying this but they passed the motion And he was left scratching his head why they would do this. Fred didn't stay very long at that congregation. He received a call. He went to another place. He began to serve using the gifts that God had given him. But about 20 years later, he wasn't married when he first was there, but he was now married 20 years later. He was traveling with his wife through this town again. He was telling her the story of what had happened in Oak Ridge, he said, you know, I'd like to see if that church is still there. She said, sure, let's go. And things had changed, so it was different. There were new roads, there were new buildings, there were signs all around. But after a a little bit of traveling and driving around, they found the place where the church was, and the church was still there. And there was something new there. The parking lot that was in front of the church was humongous. And it was filled with cars and motorcycles and motorhomes. And he said, wow, this is different. And there was a sign, a big sign in front of the building that said, Barbecue, All You Can Eat. It became a restaurant. How sad it is when the businesses of the world receive people better than the church. And yet the truth is that showing hospitality is a little bit risky. We have to lower our guard. We have to reach out to someone else. We might even need to wear our name tag (laughs) to let people know who we are. It's a way for them to see and know our name and a way for us to reach out to them. We might have to introduce them to the ministries that are going on. We may have to invite them to our home or to our small group. We may have to invite them to our Bible study. But that's what hospitality is. And that's what hospitality does. It reaches out to people. It lets them know who we are and why we're here. There's another story of hospitality in our gospel lesson for today. It's it's the story of when Jesus called Matthew to follow him. Matthew was a tax collector. He was there collecting taxes when Jesus came up to him one day. And he simply said, follow me, follow me. And Matthew left everything behind and he began to follow Jesus. And he invited Jesus to come to his home. And he also invited his friends to come there. And there were other tax collectors and other sinners. And when the Pharisees saw this, they said to Jesus' his disciples, do you see who these people are in Matthew's homes? They're tax collectors and sinners. Why would they come? Why would Jesus want to hang out with these kinds of people? And Jesus heard what they said. And he said to the Pharisees, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but those who are sick. And he went on to say, he said, you need to learn what it means when God said, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. This reminds me that the word hospitality and hospital come from the same Latin word, and so does the word hospice. It's where we get our word hospice, which means to receive a visitor, to receive another and care for them. That's what hospitals do. That's what people with hospitality do. That's what God's people do. If you're wondering about ways in which you can show hospitality, there are a myriad of ways here at King of Kings. We're going to start up our greeters program again. And if you would like to be a greeter, to hold the door open and to welcome people as they come to church, right on the back of your connection card, I'm willing to be a greeter. If you can say, good morning, and smile, you can be a greeter. An easy thing to do. If you would like to make meals, to give meals to people who might need a meal, we're in need of those people right on the back of the connection card. I'm willing to make a meal. We'll give your name to the person who's in charge of that ministry, and they'll call you the next time a person needs a meal. If you would like to serve in another way, write down how you would like to serve. One of the things that uh, we've had people here at King of Kings do is there have been times when we've had new members come and even before they came, people said, you know, do you have plans? Let's go out and have lunch. They didn't know these people. And they just invited them and said, we'll treat you to lunch. We'll take you out. What a wonderful ministry of hospitality. People loved to be welcomed. But I would imagine that each one of us loved to be welcomed as well. In fact, that's what God has done for us. He's welcomed us. He said, come into my home. You are a part of my family. You're not a part of my family just for today, but you're going to always be a part of my family. I'm going to show you grace and mercy and forgiveness every day because you're my people. And you can be with me forever. That is the hospitality that we've received from God. It's a hospitality that we can share with those around us. And in so doing, share the love of Christ. And to that, all God's people can say, amen, amen.